the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. Welcome to the Liberty Hour. Charles Love here, and uh, I don't have a copy of anything in my hand, and I'm not Sean Thompson, but that... Yet you've uh, still somehow done more prep than Sean ever had. <laughs> Figure that out. Not touching it, but uh, <laughs> that um, is, is, is kind of heavy, talking about, uh, you know, you're talking about liberty and the weight of the country and all these... I mean, that that is a lot to deal with. Um, and we have a lot that's pushing back against that going on in the country today. We have big news, obviously, that I'm going to discuss amongst other things. And back to my same old topics, because they are really the most important things that kind of tie into everything, including this big topic of the uh, SCOTUS pick and Trump had been um, saying that he was going to do it quickly, and by Saturday, everybody kind of hinted who it would be, and there were no surprises there. Really, no, yeah. And uh, now the battles began, and we already have lines being drawn and people refusing to meet with her, and it's going to get... Ugly. I mean, hey, have you checked? Do you see? Because I've been busy. Are the people still camped outside of uh, the selected senator's home? I believe they are. How do they pick them? I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose you would go for somebody who's on the fence, right? They are outside Mitch McConnell's house. Mitch isn't on the fence. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think that's the first place they went was to Mitch's house. So, so you know it's all just for show. It's just Unless we, we, we want to register him. our disgust. Um, instead of actually doing something, because that would take initiative and effort. Well, maybe they, they, they're planning to scare him. Into um, yeah, something. I mean, well, Mitch already looks scared all the time. <laughs> he he always looks as if he just looked into the Ark um, in, in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. But, yeah, I don't think, um, I think he's faced some, some protests before. I think he's faced and, some opposition before. In mm-hmm. his many, 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 some too many, <laughs> many years many, many, in Washington. Many. Yeah, but not, but not 180 like Joe Biden. 
That's true. Um, <laughs> but I am always reminded of John Boehner's advice to everyone in this case. No one in Washington is listening. And that goes for protesters, too. That's true. Yeah. But they, they don't care. They not also, only aren't listening, but they're forgetting about, um, you know, that uh, spark plug that is Mitch McConnell's wife. Remember the last time uh, somebody got in their face? <laughs> she was not having it. No. But uh, those people sitting outside her house better uh, better recognize, as they say. She uh, turned on the sprinklers or something. You know. <laughs> no, I think it was more than that. She was ready to get physical. And yes. Not in that way. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't go playing any music. That's not no no. My fingers off the button. So, so we got a pick. Last week, Patrick said he's got to give a pick because it's his job to get pick, and he gave a pick. Fair enough. And again, the Democrats are saying we're not going to meet and not going to meet with her, not going to talk. But do they need to meet with her? I mean, didn't say she's she's different from many of the others because of the timing just falling the way it is. Yeah. In that she was just confirmed for not long ago, like three weeks ago. I mean, it's well, like, yeah, OK, 18 months. But really, it right. just happened. So you can't say. But now look at all the crazy stuff she's done since yeah. then. Early 2019, she went through a confirmation process in the Senate. Um, pretty non-eventful. Except for finding out she was a Catholic. Oh, that's that a was, strike. That was good. We're back yeah, to the early a, 60s now. That was an right? issue. Yeah, when we, JFK we, was running, people were like, ooh, I don't know, Catholic president. Now people were like, ooh, I don't know, Catholic supreme. Only the only difference, though, is the people who are saying it now are Catholics. Correct. Boom, boom. Like Joe Biden. A good yeah, Catholic. Yeah, 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 like yeah, Joe yeah. Biden. Pelosi, right? Isn't she? Uh, yes, I believe Pelosi Uh-oh. and Biden are both good Catholics. You lie. No, I guess not. <laughs> Take out the good part, but but so yeah, like you said, technically early, Catholics, yeah, yeah, technically early nineteen. This happened. The cases, I mean, I I haven't looked them up, but I'm sure just in sheer time, it has to be few, and most of them tend not to be controversial. So let's assume she's done mostly nothing since then. So what are you going to do? Rehash? The same thing you talked about before. I mean, granted, 20 of them can sit on their hands and say, well, I just don't think it's fair and cross their arms or whatever. Perhaps, yeah, mm-hmm. perhaps a high school friend uh, can come out from 30 years ago and accuse her of sexual assault. No, nah, that seems like to be that. the going trend. Oh, that's um, happened before. Uh, recently, <laughs> I believe I, I could be wrong. Perhaps it's uh, something I experienced in one of my many uh-huh. delusions. But if that happened with um, from high school, I would I mean, gather that the person was like 27. There are some serious signs that she may be an evil racist. Um, there are the Haitian children she adopted, and <laughs> no, uh, all no, the sweet you things seen, she said. Go back. I know you don't. You don't Twitterish. Tweet. Whatever. I'm a tweet in many ways, but not digitally. Yes. Whatever the action verb form of that is, you don't I believe do it. it's tweet. Oh yeah, there you go. See who knew. Uh, no. I think you created that. I'm, I'm going to say whenever I hear that, no, I'm going to say, you know I what? I don't think I did. No. Okay. Anyway, but you still know what goes on and hear what people say, right? Uh, did, I I tend to hear. I mostly notice what stupid people say because well, they tend to talk a lot. Well, that's most of the people there. How do you keep up? So there you go. So, <laughs> so did you see? Um, what's his name? Good old Kendi, the author of. Oh, he was How saying to be an what, what, a, what, a, what a horrible person she was for a doubt. Yeah, I did see that. I thought it was a <laughs> no, Babylon B article at first. Oh, but no, it was awesome because he put up a tweet about, you know, basically it could have been ripped from the script of the 1619 project. I told you yeah. before BLM, I'm knee deep and I oh some stuff. Okay. 
And so what he did was he his tweet. I think it was an older tweet. He was tweeting about himself saying, see, colonialists used to, quote unquote, adopt black kids too to make themselves feel better. They were still right. racist. And, but the best part. So his tweet in response to himself was. I'm not saying this is this Amy Coney Barrett. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, it, it, I'm just saying it has happened. And, Look, you know, adopting a black kid doesn't make you not a racist. Regardless of content, retweeting yourself or liking your own tweet is is traffic. OK, so you got to get a buzz going. I mean, it's it's all good. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and, uh, as you can imagine, he had many likes, and they were like, "You are spot on. You are the greatest." It doesn't matter, See, Charles. The thing is, you can say anything, no matter how stupid, um, no matter how ridiculous. There is someone who, just based on connotation or keywords alone, will become your champion and and argue on your behalf on Facebook and Twitter and oh. all of these things. It doesn't matter what actually makes sense or what they're. I'm going to test that theory one day. Uh, you should just try it. Just put a bunch of random stuff I don't even believe on well, there. What they did was great. Uh, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Crowder and his guy, Stephen Crowder. Um, uh-huh. they, they made up a bunch of like really, really ridiculous peer-reviewed, quote-unquote, peer-reviewed studies. And they submitted them to these different journals. And they, they had just phony data and, and phony authors and phony everything. And they, they, they literally just made the stuff out of thin air. And they got them published. And they got them, they got them endorsed. Um, well, so it doesn't matter what what stupid thing you say. It's just somebody is going to become the champion for that because everybody needs a voice, Charles. But what does that, that say about the other peer-reviewed studies, though? You mean uh, that they, they might not be 100% accurate? It, you, you mean we may need to apply logic and common sense to things that people who are financially vested in the outcome of their study write? Shocker. Crestfallen. I am crestfallen. You are crestfallen. You are the- I don't know how I will go on. You know this being a homeboy yourself. It's hard. <laughs> but, you know, he... Uh, I, I have anti- little faith in people. And that's weird coming from a libertarian. But I have little faith in people. Well, libertarianism is based on having faith in people. Is it? It is for me. Oh, well, I don't know about the rest of those. I those have faith in you, Charles. <laughs> even if I've never met you, I have faith in you that, that you are capable of being not only accountable but responsible. Um, with the, the decisions that impact your life. But right? I don't think and that so, the libertarians necessarily think that the they have the faith in them. Not, that's just like, I'm going to allow you to do it, well, but and, the, and, the and faith, don't, don't screw it up. The faith part comes in uh, because we all live on the same globe, right? So the faith part comes in that you won't screw it up so bad that it affects my life. But when it does, then it becomes my business. So I, I huh? just, I'm, I'm a little hardcore. I think we have the path that has been beaten, we've gotten off of it. Yes. We were talking about this new Supreme Court nominee (laughs) and uh, what the path forward would look like. But see, now we just rambled to the commercial break. And so if I even come up with a thought, right. (laughs) Wait, wait. You're like, now this is the Liberty Hour for sure. (laughs) I am going to collect my thoughts, come back and actually talk about this uh, selection and the education topic and other things when we return. You are listening to the Liberty Hour on AM560, The Answer. I don't know what we're yelling about! This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. Charles Love here with you. 
And before the break, I talked about coming back to talk about both the Supreme Court pick and education. And I happen to have someone on the line who is versed in both. She is Inez Stepman, a senior policy analyst at the Independent Women's Forum. She has worked in education policy for several years and prior to joining IWF was the Director of Education and Workforce Development at the American Legislative Exchange Council. She's also a senior contributor to The Federalist and the Thursday editor of Bright, a woman's daily newsletter. Inez, welcome to the Liberty Hour. Well, thanks so much for having me. Well, I want to get into education soon, but I want to start with the biggest news of the day. As we were talking about, uh, Trump made his SCOTUS pick uh, to replace Ginsburg. And what are your thoughts on the, on the pick? I want to know, A, B, or C, have you been, are you like celebrating and running around uh, and doing backflips? Or are you wandering the streets dressed like the Handmaid's Tale or none of the above? <laughs> Um, well, well, I think this is a very solid pick. Um, I, she's certainly very well vetted. She's gone. She went to a confirmation hearing just a couple years ago, so we can expect a lot of the same things to come out of the woodwork that came out during that hearing. Uh, but overall, I think this is an excellent pick. I think she'll make an excellent addition to the Supreme Court. Um, and and more than that, look, I mean, I, I'm not a uh, I'm not a representation kind of gal. I don't generally care about the percentages of women on this or that. Uh, but I do think that it's a positive thing that we now have a woman on the court who's an originalist where, you know, conservative women can look up to uh, seeing somebody on that court that represents them just because we, we often see such a monolithic representation of women is purely on the left. So what do you think the Democrats' concerns are going to be? What are they going to try to address? I mean, at least the ones who were willing to participate in this illegitimate process. What are they going to try? Like you said, it was less than two years ago. So, I mean, she hasn't, you know, seen that many cases. It's not much change. That's what we were talking about earlier. So what will they try? Um, I mean, I think we can expect it, unfortunately, to be an ugly process. I, I, I would like to think that the Democrats have learned something from the Kavanaugh hearings, which really did hurt them um, in 2018, particularly in Senate races in, in um, either purple or states that Trump had won but had Democratic senators. Uh, so I would like to think that they learned something um, from that experience and that they will stick to, you know, questioning um, Barrett's judicial philosophy and then just don't vote for her. Um, that would be, you know, a normal process. Uh, unfortunately, we've already seen attacks on, on the adoption um, that she, she, her family took in um, two children from Haiti. So if you already have the adoption agency being investigated, um, attacks on her children, uh, attacks on, on her uh, marriage and, and the choices that she's made in her life, um, and, and even attacks on her as a mother, that like how could she be a good mother to seven children uh, right. while building a stellar legal career? I mean, this is coming from the left. Like, this is coming mm-hmm. from... The coming from women. They're always talking about leaning in, right? Um, mm, right. And, and about rah-rah feminism, and, and they're actually attacking now uh, Amy Coney Barrett for you know, having a stellar legal career while being a full-time mother with seven children. Um, so I, 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 just on the basis of the last few days, I don't think we're going to escape the kind of ugly process uh, that we saw the last time. But, um, you know, it remains to be seen what last-minute thing will come out of the woodwork. But I, I do expect her to be confirmed. Wow. 
You heard it here first. Yeah, they're going to make it as hard as they can. But, yeah, they just simply don't have the votes, but they will make it ugly, like you said. But I want to get to education because that is what you do. And we can, you know, every opportunity I get, I try to educate people on a, a separate piece of it. And I was listening to a podcast you were on a few months ago about reopening, and you basically gave the public schools a grade of Fs that they were failing on their response to COVID. It's been a few months. What do you think now? Um, unfortunately, we're still seeing considerations being used or, or rising to the top when they really shouldn't be. And those considerations are political, they're systemic, um, rather than a straightforward response to a health crisis. So I, I am not by any means downplaying uh, the pandemic. I don't think that it's risk-free to open the schools. Um, but we, we, we have to look at risk and balance it against the, the you know, very real downsides of not opening the schools, right? Um, and, and we have lots of things open. We have uh, restaurants open. We have liquor stores open, right? Um, and it, to me, it becomes very untenable at some point to say that children's educations um, are, are less important to have open um, during this time than all these other things for adults that we have open. And, and, and that's compounded by the fact that for example, um, my friend Corey DeAngelis over at the Reason Foundation has a fantastic study out that shows that the correlation, like that the primary uh, correlation is actually, if, if schools or districts are closed, it's actually where teachers' unions are strong and agitating against. So it's not correlated with infection rates. It's not correlated um, with anything related to COVID or public health. What is actually correlated, school closures are correlated with teachers' union power. And, and that's really what we, we've seen. We've seen schools open up, quote, unquote, as childcare for additional money. I mean, there's no reason why if a school can open as childcare, um, they can't open as an educating institution. But what, what I think is really being laid bare by this moment is the fact that our public schools are primarily, they, they serve to employ adults. And those adults' interests are put ahead of children's interests and ahead of the interests of actual education. And I think that's, that's really becoming clear to a lot of Americans right now. Yeah, you mentioned Corey. Corey opened the show last week with a lot of those fun facts about empty buses and all kind of madness. And uh, But one thing I asked him about that he was kind of on the fence on, you actually wrote an article um, about Trump's uh, patriotic education push and... I want you to give the people your thoughts on that move. I, I think it's an excellent move, and I think it shows that the president understands something that uh, I think too few Republicans do, which is uh, this is the most important battle that we have to fight, those of us on the right, if we want to ever imagine that the ideas that we cherish and the America that we cherish uh, will, will continue to survive uh, past past the current era, um, and, and it simply can't survive when uh, the schools are teaching fundamentally a narrative that America, not just that America has made mistakes and that it's made up with, of fallible human beings like every civilization on the face of the earth uh, throughout time, but that it, it's fundamentally unjust at, at its cornerstone, at its soul, right? In, in, in the Declaration of Independence, it's always a lie. Um, and, and I don't think, especially in a country where we do have so much diversity, and it's kind of, it's almost a cliche, right? Like diversity is our strength. But it can really be our strength 
if we have something to unify all of those various backgrounds, people from all over the world, people of different religions, right, uh, different ethnic groups, we need something in common. And, and what we had in common, I think, prior to the 1960s and 70s, largely, was this, this creed, this American creed and the story uh, of America. Now, surely there, there, are, there are definitely, there's some elements of that, this mythology, there have definitely been, you know, um, huge challenges in America, and America has made some very, very deep errors that have cost Americans greatly. Um, and, and, but I don't think today, I, I don't think today our problem is a lack of acknowledgement of our sins. I think it's, it's a inability to celebrate what's great about America. And so this commission, I don't think it's going to like change the world or change the trajectory of American education. Um, but it does show that President Trump is really thinking about that issue and thinking about, you know, how do we reconstruct a sort of informed patriotism? Ronald Reagan always talked about an informed patriotism, and that's what's necessary to perpetuate a republic. Um, and, and it's good that Trump is thinking about this because I think too many Republicans don't, right? They, they, they either don't think about education at all, which is sadly the case um, with a lot of elected officials, um, or they think about it in a purely transactional way where they're thinking about, okay, well, do these, are these kids going on to have, you know, good jobs and start businesses? And, and they're thinking about it sort of in a chamber mm-hmm. of commerce way. And it's not that that's illegitimate, but it's secondary to perpetuating a republic, which I think education has to be at the heart of that. Yeah, um, I'm sure my producer's rolling his eyes when I say this, but I'm, I'm I'm like cheering over here because the one thing I constantly say is education is the hill conservatives needs to be willing to die on, and they don't do anything, do enough by only talking about school choice. I appreciate your time. Hopefully you'll be able to come back when I have more. She is Inez Stepman, Senior Policy Analyst at the Independent Women's Forum. Coming up, we'll talk to Rhonda Kennedy, Congressional Candidate for the 26th District in California. You're listening to the Liberty Hour. On AM 560, The Answer. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. Charles Love here. And... We were talking about SCOTUS and education. Thought you were waiting for me to say something. Yeah, I, I was waiting to see if you were uh, Charles Love. I guess you're not, huh? I'm not Charles Love, just as you're not Sean Tom. Oh, so um, <laughs> oh, that's what I was supposed to say. That's right. That's who I'm not. Um, <laughs> I don't think we need are, to say that. Oh, okay. The um, week was so busy before. I didn't get a chance to get to the madness of. Um, well, I did a bit. You remember last week I was talking about Bill Barr with the interview we yep. did with Eric Metaxas yep. about he was talking about fake news. And I gave an example of something he said that was taken out of context. But that statement was made in a longer speech he did at Hillsdale College. Right. And he had some other good tidbits from it. And, and one of them made me laugh. I said, see, all of the attacks on Trump that are defended by the people who support him. And they say, well, we like the fact that he's just a blunt guy and he says what he thinks and all that stuff. And the other people's like, yeah, but it sounds stupid. You know, there's a medi- middle ground. There's a happy medium that, that he's not hitting that would be nice. And every once in a while, there's an example of it. And I think Bill Barr gave one. So 
this is him, you know, attacking what he, you know, being forceful about what he believes and attacking those who uh, are not on board. But he didn't really do it, did it, do it in a bullying way. It was kind of tongue in cheeks and really funny and yeah. witty. So he was talking about having the authority to do uh, all these kind of things. And, and people were like acting like he was a dictator because he said, you know, I'm the attorney general. I have the absolute authority to decide what gets prosecuted and does it. So he was basically saying when people go after Trump just and it's political, he can squash that. Or when they don't go after people that they should go after, he can say you need to prosecute this, you know, whether you agree with him or not. And he got a little pushback and he said, and I quote, letting the most junior members set the agenda might be a good philosophy for a Montessori preschool, but it is no way to run a federal agency. Is that not good? That's good stuff. See, Trump should say things that like that, as opposed to, you know, you are fake news. You know, I have a more nuanced approach, but yeah, he also wanted to charge violent protesters with <laughs> <laughs> with sedition or uh, impeding or obstructing law enforcement. You know, some of the many tidbits from Bill Barr at Hillsdale College. So, you know, he's uh, definitely President Trump's attack dog. But the approach is different and a little more um, creative, I guess I'd say. And, um, oh, that's good. That happens. It does. Got a message. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I thought that, I mean, you might find that interesting. I think people should go. It was a little up. more creative than you would think, you know, Janet Reno wouldn't have been as charming. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. People should go look up what he said. And, and I mean, he had all kinds of stuff. He just talked about what can and can't happen and what he's trying to do and all that kind of stuff to, to get a little more, you know, context. It's kind of like this. SCOTUS pick, whatever they say, you know, they're going to have to try some different attacks from what they did before. But I mean, what what do you think? What do you think the main line is going to be? What do you think that front line is going to be? Just as a matter of we can't have religious sell it. No, I I think the main main thing is going to be he shouldn't be doing this anyway. Right. Right. The main thing is that they they, got to beat that over because there's enough low information voters who will just say, well, I don't know. For those well, who aren't low information voters, though, and well, I know there's uh, for those I, six people. I know well, we're a rare breed, right? But but for those of us who aren't, um, really, it comes down to an argument of February versus September. Because yeah, but they, no, yeah, but they're that's the say only Feb- way to get around the 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 hypocrisy angle. Yeah, but it's going to be February, but stronger, right? So they're going to say. It's even more important now because he already got two of them on, and you want to put another one on. Imagine it. it it's oh, I a just no, mean that it's in, a no-brainer. That that the argument in 2016 was that it's you know it doesn't matter if it's an election year. So in order to get a, around that intellectually, at least if you're trying to be intellectually honest, which right. you know is sort of a form of disingenuousness, but whatever that that argument becomes the difference between February and September. Because that's the only distinguishing factor in an election year is it's been six months. Yeah, but it's going to pivot. Months. Yeah, it's going to pivot a bit. The first time you said that they attacked the uh, religion. I think that's the only way they can no. they can go with it. Did you hear the, um, the it's just uh, commercial? 
scared about uh, well i heard biden we talk about news. yeah uh, that's what they're gonna say they're well, gonna say she already said that she wants to overturn all the stuff well, okay. you love but obamacare here's the thing they already did away with the individual mandate See, the supreme court decision was about whether the individual mandate was a tax right. or a fee or a fine sorry you, a tax you or a I, fine. right you and i need to that's have not a class. An, that's not even an issue that that the supreme court could even take up i'm glad you mentioned that because we need to talk about that because it makes me I angry have, I don't I know had why. Someone, oh, I had the same reaction when I got that. I had a friend of mine ask me, you know, saying, you must be happy all this stuff is going out the window, and she didn't understand the process, and I said I was going to teach that. And I think we should discuss that, and people should call in and tell us their thought at 312-642-5600 when we come back and tell us what you think is going to happen and how the SCOTUS really works. You're listening to the Liberty Hour on AM560, The Answer. What we've got here is... Failure to You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. Welcome back to The Liberty Hour. Charles Love here. You should call that number 312-642-5600. Sean might not be here, but Macbeth is... Uh, I am in filling the room. He's in a way today, and uh, you might... <laughs> I am kind of in a mood. And uh, it might be fun to get him uh, on record. Maybe, who knows? Maybe he'll even talk about his views. Nope, not going to do it. He's in a bad mood. Um, but before the break, we were talking about uh, you being upset because people don't get it and what the attacks will be. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be great to, like I said, hear you call us and tell us whether you agree with us or not. But I was thinking back to, a fr- I, w- I want to talk to you about this. Last week, you s- kind of, at the end, hinted to a uh, knockdown drag out you and Sean had over, I believe it was Citizens United. Uh, that's I the one I that know comes to mind. I you were on, but, but hold that for a moment, yeah. because I want to get to uh, a conversation I had with uh, a sweet liberal friend of mine who just uh you know we have great conversations because she's open and willing to discuss things unlike most people so that's the best person but you know every once in a while she dips left like not liberal left and she came at me one day at a wrong time and i kind of you know exploded like you she was like well i guess you 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 and your people are happy i'm like what people i don't have a people right and i was going back and forth to that the difference between republican party and conservatism and yeah. she's talking what about the court. Mean, and she's talking about, yeah, the people. court. And when you get you, you get another one on the court, you know, the whole country is going, we're going to be Great Britain again or whatever is going to happen. Monarchy, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, what are you talking about? So you, 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 you made the point that people, uh, if people want to be intellectually honest, how will they approach it? Right. And I got ideas on what, what I think they're not being really intellectually more if honest. they want to pretend to be, if they're, if they're keeping up the facade of intellectual honesty. Let's put it that way. They don't care. But even if right. they did, I get you right. But I said to her, so she's talking like she was big Roe v. Wade. Her, Roe v. Wade was her thing. She was like, uh, so I said, so, so he's, she's going to get in and overturn, which gets to the point you gave an example. She's going to get in and overturn. How's that going to happen? He's like, what do you mean? I need you to walk me through how this happened because I got a feeling you flunked civics, but I need to prove it. How's that going to happen? Well, she's going to get in. I said, okay, you won't tell me. Let me guide you. So you think she's going to get sworn in. And then Tuesday's going to come because she took Monday off because she had a long weekend partying. And then she's going to go and say, tell, tell a clerk, go get me those dusty Roe v. Wade files from the 70s. <sighs> Blow the dust off of them and then sign a decree. Well, no, I'm not saying that. And then I said, well, what's going to happen? Well, I think the, I said the Senate, the Republicans control the Senate. Do you think they're going to bring it to her? And she's going to, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Wrong. Try again. 
I said they have to bring a case. She's like, yeah, well, why don't they just stop before you say that? They can't bring the same case that's already been decided because that's been decided. So if you're going to you can bring a case against a policy that's been tried that the the court has heard before. But you better have a different angle or that there would have to have been a law change that, yeah, we said it was unconstitutional then. But Congress went and passed a law. So let's have that conversation now. That's different. She thinks you could just take the same case. I I think theoretically you could, but the Supreme Court, they don't hear 85 or something like that percent of of what comes to them every year. They're not going to hear something that they've already decided. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. And, and from what I know of Amy Coney Barrett, she's not going to vote to hear something that's already been decided at the court level anyway. None of them are. Because that's how they view the, the job, which is good. I don't think any of them would. Even the ones, I don't even think the liberal uh, jurists would do that. None of them would do it. No. None of the justices would do that. They're so, not interested. They have better things to do. Right. So, <laughs> Like yeah, do new cases. Be, right. And there'll be some bigger cases, like, you know, the election. And right. I, I swing to that. That's oh. going to be another one. If you wonder what are they going to attack, they're going to say, all right, fine. We don't have the votes, so you need to promise to recuse yourself from Please the election. But, but here's the funny thing about that, because you have to say, you're, like you said, intellectually honest. So what is your argument? Well, because Trump picked you. Well, Trump picked Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, too. Right. And <laughs> I just hope, I know you said sort of half facetiously um, with the, deciding the election at the Supreme Court level. But we have been there before. And can I just say, if, if I hear the term hanging Chad, we, we have to be technologically past the point of a hanging Chad. Whoa, whoa, time Aren't out. We? So you wait, time out. Time out. And here's the, oh, the bright guy am in the room. You. You're the, you're the, no, you're the bright guy in the room. And you just said we have to be past the point tech, uh, from a technological yes. standpoint of a hanging Chad. Yes. We're mailing in ballots. No, no, no. I'm not saying technically as far as uh, abandoning paper ballots. I think we should all be using paper ballots, actually. But no, I'm, I mean, debatable. It's, you know, here's a subjective view of well, well, what is and what isn't a vote. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're going to no, We're not past that point because we're going to be like, uh, it depends on when it came in. It depends on where it was. It depends on who stamped it or when it's that. It depends on where that bag was. Well, if, as long as you mailed it and they post that, if the mailman took it home, you know, because I'm going to talk about some mail, some, some mail theft here shortly. Yeah. They're going to find ways around it. So, no, no, we're not past. Hand. Chad is coming back and he's got a new attitude. Look, I, I think I'm just against anybody named Chad now. Sorry, Chad. So what was the fight? I, I just, I'm so done. Oh, uh, with the Citizens United thing? Yes, yes. First of all, this is years ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I view Citizens United as the government trying to put somebody in jail for making a movie about a candidate close to an election. And Sean, <laughs> Sean saw it as the dividing line between having big money, um, you know, unregulated from corporations as if they were individuals and not. And I, it all came down to... Um, whether you can, can, you know, consider a corporation to be an individual. Right. So that means technically right. you're on the same side of the ruling. Yes, kind oh, of. Okay. See, I but thought we, you were but, different but, side, but it's not like for no, different reasons. But he, he's against the ruling. Oh, okay. Right? And I'm for it. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and, but, but really philosophically we're in the same place. We just had a disagreement about what that ruling actually did. Ah, all right. That's all. There you go. Well, coming up, since he was talking about the elections, I got a lot of news here. Let's talk about mail and hanging Chad when we come back. You're listening to, I promise not to say Chad. You're listening to Uh. the Liberty Hour on AM 560, The Answer. 
This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. Charles Love here, and we are already at our last segment. At least for the first hour. We're not going to wait, you know, for good. Yeah. We got more to bring after this. But we were talking about elections and possible problems. I'm not saying it. And problems that could come up. Well, let's start with and how long do you think it's going to take to actually get certified results in this presidential election? Uh, December 2021. Oh, 20. Oh, that's too far. Now, (laughs) I was about to say that's pretty realistic until you said 2021. Yeah, I think I think we're going to be I think we're going to be Christmasing the the election. Yeah, that's and that's, you know, when you talk about how just toxic and nonstop the news cycle already is, it's only Mm going to get worse. I'm looking at NBC News right now. Why? And there's an article and there's an article here. I don't know, because they had this article. I was Googling news, and they came up. They got lucky. And it says, is is mail theft surging in the U.S.? I love the open-ended questions like that. Yeah, because, and the whole article is open-ended. Is but, your uh, tap water safe? Well, yes. And then they go away. Yes, it probably is, yes. That's the end. Bye. They claim that uh, <laughs> men in ski masks... Uh, <laughs> Dropped out of the car and snatched several trays of mail in Phoenix. And then um, in New York, uh, several bags of mail has been stolen from a carrier. You said and it was people in masks in, in Phoenix? In Phoenix, yep. Yeah. Oh. Hey, stop it. No, black ski mask. Good news. Oh. Not, co- oh. not COVID mask because it's the law. I was just going to be thankful that, you know, not everybody's around wearing masks by mandate or anything. You know. And uh, Seattle. And no uh, apparently it's happening all over the country and they're wonder, scrambling to find out what they're going to do. It's soared over 600 percent. And um, they said so far they've had 177,000 thefts. That's a lot. The indi- like individual pieces or individual incidents? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Is that three thefts? Said, of, of... No, listen, it said no. It says mail theft reports. In what, so frame, in what frame of time? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm actually, I've been I'm advocating the, the fact that mail by, by voting stop. by mail is absurd, okay? But even that, okay. I, even, even I'm okay. recoiling from that. Paragraph. Stop. So okay. I don't want to cherry pick. Okay. The Postal Inspection Service data showed that mail theft reports have soared and... <laughs> <laughs> to roughly 177,000 these are reports through August of 20, August 24 of this year. That's year to date. Good grief. This, this year, yes. And that's before they said <laughs> they were going to mail now, before they said they were going to mail in the ballots. Let's be 100% fair about this, right? Okay. I will bet oh, that 80. at least 15 to 20% of those are people who are filing something so that they can email something to a collection representative saying, no, I didn't get it, and I filed a complaint with the Postal Service. So oh, maybe it's maybe missing 40%. mail, yep. you know, yep. but um, that's still an absurd number. Even that's if it's 50%, that's still an absurd number. I, I, no, my thing is, 
whatever the percentage, we would have to assume that most of this wasn't even malicious. It was like trying to steal grandma's check when it came or like you said or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yes, but, but those are only the ones people, that got reported. Happens, right. And what happens when people get serious about it? Like, oh, you mean I can stop Trump or I can stop Biden this way? Oh, it's on. Get me a, a, a mask. Oh, well, we're all wearing masks. Get me a bigger mask. Yeah, one that covers the back clobber. of my face and the front. <laughs> well, those aren't acceptable. <laughs> That's disturbing. Yeah, so uh, this is not going to be a good thing. And I didn't say the word that I was not supposed to say, but it may be worse than 2000. Uh, 20 years later and 20 times worse. You're listening to the Liberty Hour. Coming up, we have Patrick Brutus, our frustrated Democrat, hey, at called. the top of the hour, talking about uh, everything under the sun, but mostly Chicago. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Hello and welcome to the second hour of the Liberty Hour. Not Sean Thompson, Charles Love here. And I believe we have Patrick Brutus on the line, our frustrated Democrat, here to yes, tell us why it. he's frustrated and um, what is new and exciting in the world, in the country, in Chicago. How are you this evening, sir? I'm doing well, my friend Charles. And believe it, yes, you do have Patrick Brutus live on the radio. Well, so see, so people can find the phone number and call it and then be online like at the time That's they're it. supposed That's to it. find it's it lifeline. and call it. <laughs> lifeline. So I tell um, you why I'm frustrated. Because our well, podcast didn't kick off oh, this week. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, I we got dropped. Tech fail. I'm almost happy. Yeah. I thought about it after because I was on fire, and I'm like, I don't know if I I want that release. Those are like the dark the, the mixtapes that that people release after you're gone. And uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I will just Goodbye. say that I don't usually shock people, and the, the whole panel were you all were like, oh, man, Charles, you're cold. I was like, man, I was just keeping it real. It, it's it's but yeah, you know, you've been on fire this week. <laughs> we'll we'll live to see another day, and. Uh, and uh, be up and running again soon. I'm talking yeah, about I'm gonna start that. calling you short answer. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I do, right? I mean, I figure there's so much craziness going on and so much to cover. And, and it's five of us on the show. If you don't know about it, he's talking about the Black Table podcast with myself, Patrick, and three other uh, wise one-ish uh, black man with the different <laughs> political perspectives. I'm going to leave Terrell alone. And uh, I think that um, we can get more, you know, Give more to the people if we're succinct. And since you got drone on for hours, I had to kind of balance it out by just saying, yes, I disagree. You know, allowing you more time. Yeah. But uh, speaking of being on fire, I'm looking at your uh, the frustration on your Facebook page. And it's um, hilarious. I got to say, so you you laughed about it, but we didn't get a chance to talk. It's just a, the message in, 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 in the Facebook post. But you all should follow Patrick. He gets attacked on a regular basis, which is fine. I think a lot of people do on social media. But the attacks are like crazy people who are really angry. And most of them don't have a, a, a deep knowledge of what's going on. But they're they angry and, and they want to talk like they understand. They're like, you're wrong because of this. And they just randomly pull from all over the place. And so sometimes I just can't take it. 
And so I say to him, today, I, did, was that today? Did I ask you if you made these people up? I think I accused you of making yeah. people up, didn't I? No, you said, hey, you've got some uh, some weird people. And I said, hey, you know, you're right. I wish I was that clever, right? Yeah, because they can't um, be real. They cannot be real. I don't believe it. This is a sad, you know what, it, you know, a sad statement of the country if those people are real. And the thing is, this whole post, we were talking about the SCOTUS uh, and it being, you know, potentially and probably now six to three conservative. And I said, and this is the thread, it, you know, it's amazing how H.W. Bush nominated the last black person to be on the um, Supreme Court. And Democrats have had multiple chances since then to get another black person on a bench. And then everybody came at me. And everybody came at me. You, 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 you tried to come to my defense, and I appreciate it. But I think we both got defeated by the overall <laughs> uh, IQ of the respondents. And it's getting scary, Charles. It's getting scary how people just aren't going to school enough on these issues and don't know what the heck. And they're, they're important about. issues. They should know it, uh, know about it because it affects us all. But if you're going to be the the people who just sit around watching, keeping up with the Kardashians or whatever, and not paying attention, that's fine. Totally within your right in a free country. But then don't get on Twitter and Facebook and on the media and talk oh. like you know what you're talking about. You know, it's, it's, it's senseless. And, and as we go on air, I'm watching your new topic is, is Trump's taxes. Tell me about what happened to that because, you know, I don't really care, so I wasn't paying attention. You know me, this is the black table part two. It's like, what do you think about that? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't care. Right. I don't know. So, I don't so, care. Sure, so some Charles people may care. So tell them what's happening with Trump's taxes. So the New York Times uh, today print out like a maybe a ten thousand word story on on the new, on his taxes that they were able to get, and I think it reveals taxes from two thousand to two thousand seventeen or eighteen filings in which he only paid like seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's seven hundred and fifty thousand. Seven hundred and fifty dollars. Seven five zero point zero zero. So right. I just want to make sure that everyone understands that he paid less than a thousand dollars in income mm-hmm. in personal in a total tax, of ten years. In a total of ten years, mm-hmm. right over a ten year period. And so, like they want to, the, the story is really trying to peel down the way that he was able to do this by claiming losses and being able to carry forward his business losses for a period of ten years or so, and and how he was making. Uh, transactions for income and businesses and how he was writing off virtually everything. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I think that the story is much to do about nothing. You know, they, I, I got an even like better question. How is this different than what uh, the, the uh, MSNBC nut did? Oh yeah. Rachel Maddow. Yeah. How's We've it? Got so, the taxes. We've got so it's the taxes more information, but how's it different? Days. It was the same thing. There it was a bunch of write offs and, the only question yeah, should be, is, is it legal? Doesn't matter whether you like yeah, it or not. Is it legal? That's the only question. The only, only question. It, one question. Is it legal? Yeah. It, it's 100% legal. It All right, then. Sense, conversation's over. Conversation's right. What's the point of talking about? And, and they say, you yeah, know. but he rich and he only paid 750 I say, yeah, but you poor and you getting money back. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to say right. that. Right. And he I got, got a problem with you getting a $5,000 check and you uh, didn't work. Right. Right. And. He did get a $72.9 million uh, return oh, cool. uh, from business losses. But Good that was a, oh, yeah, that was an Obama, you know, era tax change in the IRS code. 
that permitted him to do that. And so the story actually pointed and out he took it? that Obama changed and he and he took it and he got and he got a return. He got the check. And I think there is a reference to him and Michael Cohen, you know, laughing about the check or what have you. But like, I think if the story didn't point out that he's either on the run, those taxes were illegally filed or he stole money, then there's no story. It's not even right? a story. It's not even what's your opinion on it. It's like, why even run, run the story? And if you're going to be fair, this is the problem with the journal, uh, with media today. If you're going to be fair, he right. can't be the only wealthy person. Do the same thing with Bezos, Howard Schultz, uh, uh, Buffett, all the rest Bloomberg, of them. Bill Gates, Gates Bloomberg. Martin, yeah. Martin, I want them all. all I want guys. them all. Yes, the let's do it. Line yes. them up and well, let's see what certain, it looks like. On some level, there's an element of like you know assuming that other people care about the same thing you do, right? Because if you're right. an Occupy Wall right. Street type, and you're raving yeah, about you rich about people who stuff. don't pay taxes. I'm not an Occupy Wall Street type, and I've never raved about rich people not paying taxes. I, I couldn't care less. Right, but here's so, the problem. If you are the Occupy Wall Street type, and you right. should be mad about this, then, right? But then what about our second part? Why aren't you mad at Nancy Pelosi and her vineyard? Well, but my point is that if they're trying to make a big, a big deal out of this, it's, it's really just going to fall flat with most people. Right. Yeah, well, but at least it should. Time, the story was time so that it could be a surprise talking, for the debate, you know, question for the debate on Tuesday. Is there going to be so a debate Tuesday? Coming up. Is somebody not going to show up? Is I don't know. Everybody, Nancy Pelosi, as, as recently as yesterday, said, dude, don't show up there. I'm not telling you again. Do not debate him. Look, Biden's talking about Obamacare. He thinks it's 2012. <laughs> Actually, he uh, thinks Obama's going. Well, He's like, why should I go? This isn't the VP uh, debate. Why should I go? Wow. Poor, so poor Biden. She's we still should saying that he shouldn't show up. That's yeah, she sad. just said that. I think it was yesterday or the day before. She's like, I keep telling her, dude, don't show up. You got That's this. You can just coast down here. Just shut up. Stay in the basement. You win by 10. Come That's out and say, come Trump out and say. like three, four cities a day now. Yeah, but it's also not going to work basement. for him to come out and say that he's been a senator for 180 years. Yeah, Exactly. And that 200 million people have died from COVID. So which is better? Yeah. Him in the basement, not messing up, and Trump working hard, or him coming out and saying that everybody's dead? Saying that I'm running against Biden because he died last week. How's that going to sit? Can you imagine? Can you imagine the first gaffe that he does during the debate? Trump's going to say, there you go again. And then that's going to be it. That's going to be it. It's going to be like when Lloyd Benson floored uh, quail, <laughs> quail back in the VP debate back Man, in you're old. something or whatever. Well, you're well I old. just have a good memory. I have uh, a good memory. <laughs> now, um, I was six, and I remember that. I walked around with, with Lloyd Benson T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, oh, so man, I, mean, I think I was eighteen. Yeah. So real quick before we go to our first break, why don't you? Uh, I gave my opinion, and uh, Macbeth here. Why don't you tell me what you think? The Democrats—they're your people. You're frustrated, but they're your people. What their tactic is going to be on uh, Barrett? Well, they really don't have a play. I mean, they're going to try to go Catholic on her probably and, you know, beat her down because they are going to predict she's going to, you know, vote on repealing Roe versus Wade. But they don't really have a play because three Democrats voted for her in 2017 uh, to be nominated to the Seventh Circuit. And so these three Democrats are still in this Congress. And so they already lost that battle. So really, they're the hardest three. If you think about it, that's a good point. They're the hardest three. Forget about every Republican and every other Democrat. Because you know most of the Republicans, save for one or two, are going to vote. Why are you three voting against her now when you voted for her before? That's going to be the key. Exactly. Yeah. Well, coming up, we have more, more SCOTUS, more uh, everything, and Chicago with Patrick Brutus, our frustrated Democrat. 
You're listening to the Liberty Hour on AM560, The Answer. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. Charles Love here with Patrick Brutus, our frustrated Democrat. What's going on, That's Patrick? Right. So, man, what you got? You know, what real quick, just, just to close, just to put a, a button on that last segment, real Let's quick. Let's do that. Kane, who was the VP, okay, for Hillary, Hillary Clinton, sorry, yeah. uh, Donnelly from Indiana, and mm-hmm. of course, everybody's favorite Joe Democrat, Donnelly? Joe Manchin. Joe Donnelly from Indiana. Oh, huh, okay. The Demo- Democrat senator from Indiana, yep. and Joe Manchin from West Virginia. Those uh-huh. three, Tim Kaine from Virginia. Those but three did Donnelly lose? Confirmation. Is Donnelly still in the Senate? I thought he lost. Did he lose? Well, I'm just saying. But even Democrats if he lost, he would have lost the last term, so he still would have been in. He was still so he was up senator. in 2018? Okay, I think so he there's was. two out of three then. Okay, right. well, the two out of three are still there. They only need 50 to pass with Pence coming down. No, I'm saying I think he was up in 20, in, in, in which case he's still there. Right. Okay. So let's assume he's still there. Then those three senators are still there. Those three voted for her confirmation as a mm-hmm. Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals judge, and those three are still in the Senate. So, like you said before we went to commercial, the argument that those three now would vote against her today when voting for her then in 2017 without really a large body of rulings to really, you know, claim that she's gone too far, right, when they knew she was a conservative leading judge in the first place, is why the left is going to lose this argument ultimately. But you won't hear about that on Rachel Maddow's show. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that... they, won't, they won't talk about that angle. But this week in Chicago, we had a horse uh, that was got loose on the highway with the cowboy with dreadlocks, all in the name of uh, doing a publicity stunt. Yeah, I saw that. Why was he doing that? For, uh, all kids' lives matter, right? Um, so he was raising awareness for the violence against, you know, Chicago children who have been, you know, maligned and killed and I guess this summer violence wave, crime wave. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I understand the, the, the need to raise awareness. And I don't think he was wrong to, to raise awareness, but the method he chose put the horse in danger of being euthanized and he got, you know, arrested and the ironic thing about this is is this is the exact same cowboy that the city of chicago hired to uh raise awareness on the census and um it's just oh really that same guy i remember seeing of that. errors i remember seeing yeah that's right i remember seeing that that's wow it, it's a wraparound comedy of errors and uh i'm told the horse is doing fine <laughs> wow. thank goodness right wow and um, how did, how did it do, though? Oh, one more thing. Uh, uh, no, I was just going to go down my list of Chicago topics, but you have a quick follow up. What, what do you want to say? No, I think it might might lead to one of your things. You, I was going to ask you, how did it do? How, oh, did his, uh, how, did his, how did his awareness do uh, for the shootings? Did it, did it quell them? Oh, no, it did not quell. Uh, we've had a very violent week this week in Chicago. Um, you know, everybody focuses on the the weekend body count as, you know, that's the driving force of the crime wave. And so far this week, so far this weekend, we've got 34 shot and five killed. But however, this week from Monday to Thursday, 
we had 52 people get shot with eight killed. And so, so far we have 89 and 13. Um, wow, and since Monday? Just we this will, week? Since since Monday. So you're going to get 100 to this today week. Right now. So I'm guessing, as, as we always discover Monday morning, Charles, uh, when we talk a little bit later on Monday, we always realize that whatever I report on Sunday as of 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock is always like, you know, five or six more people that get shot overnight. And so we, I'm predicting, we'll be at 100 total shots for the week of Monday. That's 11. That's, that's, that's a big jump. Yeah. You, you, you're saying 11, 11 for the rest of the day. You, you're going to go with 100. Well, it's, we'll have it's you on not record. raining right now. It's not raining. It's still right. nice and warm out there. Wow. 89 so, in the week, 50 in the, during the weekdays. With the man on yeah. the horse, and I bet several of them were children. Well, yeah, there was a child, a five. I know that I saw that. I saw an eight. I saw an eight-year-old too. And the five-year-old got terrible. stabbed. Eight-year-old got shot. Yeah, this yeah. is um, out of control. It's getting out of it's. Yeah, there's. there's I mean, no we keep saying that, but oh, there's an it's answer. Really, there's yeah. no answer that anybody's actually going to do for this. That's that's what you have to say. There's no answer that people are going to actually yeah. do, right? They're never going to actually say you get pulled over for running a red light and you got an illegal gun. Ten years. Yeah, yeah. They They're never going to do that. The, uh, the criminal code on, on some right, of especially these, uh, since they, these are the people. Keep, keep in mind, forget, these aren't the the, the right wing nut jobs in Texas. These are the people who are anti gun, but their their, their beliefs yeah. are, are running into each other. So I'm anti gun, but I'm also you know anti black people going to jail. So the guy with the gun yeah. is black. What do I do? And they picked the gun over the black guy. Yeah, and they've softened the crime. They let people out on monitors and no cash yeah. bail. A whole bunch of, uh, you know, domino effect of how we continue to have rising violence in Chicago due to policy, right? Mm-hmm. It's due to policy. And this is why elections matter. But, you know, people keep voting for the D instead of, you know, what they're actually Let's proposing. be real. When we talk, it's one thing when you're talking national politics, but let's be real. If you're talking local, you don't have a choice to vote uh, for a D. When was the last time an R ran? Who, yeah, I got I know, one for you. True. Name the guy. How many people ran for mayor last time? Twelve? Yeah. Ended like, up going uh, down a little bit. More than twelve, right? Yeah, it went down to like We ended up having eight. like uh, ten in the finals. Yeah, name, so. name all of the Republicans. Go. <laughs> you you said a name. Been, no, Gary, Gary no, McCarthy no, might have been no, the only one. No, no, no. But Chicago is no. a nonpartisan. Well, I mean, he was the closest. Well, he had he a platform. If like I that. read you his platform, you will say no. Nine, one of them, none, zero. Nine, yeah. one of them were Republicans. None, yeah. zero, zilch, not one. They don't run. Yeah, that's yeah. They, they run don't for run. governor given up and on senator. Chicago. They run for governor and senator. Yeah. So, you know, you can't yeah. even say who we vote for. So as, at some point, uh, Chicago's only hope is for Democrats to get common sense. <laughs> I said Democrats get common sense. Uh, you know, funny. I was talking to somebody yesterday. I was talking to somebody yesterday, um, and I, and they were bemoaning the fact that, you know, we don't have, you know, black people in the room and we don't have this. And I said, no, 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 hold on. We have plenty of black people in all these rooms. We're in all the rooms from the Republicans by yep, the table room. To, mm-hmm. and to the Democrat side. We're in all these rooms that matter. Except, and I told this person, I said, but we don't have the right people in these rooms. Right. And I think that's the whole difference, Charles. You know, we have people in the room, but the wrong people are in the room because the people that are in the room are co-signing the bad policies that come out of these rooms. Yep. And, don't and they're not affected the by them. 
No, they're right? not. It's no, they're no different. Than, it's no different than what people say about Republicans when they say they're rich and they're this and this. It's a bunch of take party name out of it. The people in the room, black, yeah. white, or Democrat, Republican, otherwise, are a bunch of lawyers. You know. People right. with letters behind their name from the wonderful colleges they went to. Right. Metaphorically, people, at some point, the people in the room becomes the problem, right? Because if there was nobody <laughs> right. in the room, then the people in the hallway would have somewhere to go to get exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So That's until it. we stop thinking, but, but it's a cycle. It's not even always their fault. I've always right. yelled about people telling me how smart some guy Yahoo is because he went to law school. Right? It's, it's a good thing. It's Does definitely Yahoo a good exist? tactic. Oh, it's it's random Yahoos. There could be plenty oh. of them. Oh, they they definitely exist. Oh, this is oh, Yahoo as in uh, non-proper now. Okay. <laughs> oh, you mean the actual guy Yahoo? <laughs> I no, I I thought like you were talking about the email service. I didn't think they existed anymore. I could no, be wrong. Yahoo. I'm not Texan. No, not, not that one. But I think that um, it doesn't matter how book smart a guy is if he's emotionally weak and intellectually lazy. Then what uh-huh. difference does it make? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and, I have no, I have no plans. I'm going to follow difference. that guy. Yep. 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 And yeah, that's what you have. You have a bunch of followers. You yeah. have followers. Yeah, we have no real leadership. You have it's emotional safer. people. Safer. Remember, it's safer to say yes yeah. to nonsense. Or the, the worst and, ones are the ones who get it. Who you, know, you and I know enough people who know this. You're in that room, and that, that guy gets it, right? They understand what the problem is. They understand what needs to be done to solve the problem. And then they say, but really, we can't do that in this political climate. The people will, will have me out on the street, and I like my pension, right. so I'm just going to stick with right. the status quo. That's it. That's it. The, least, the path of least resistance is one that most follow. That's true. Got a few seconds That's here. Got anything the, you want to uh, say? Boy. Well, I just want to say I uh, hope we have a great week in Chicago. Uh, it's going to get cold. The Bears won. The I hope Cubs you don't won. get to 100. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know what any of that stuff you're playoffs. talking about means. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> the Bears are going to end up being the worst 16-0 and team in history. Exactly it's right. Just, How about that, right? Go Bears. What difference at uh, this point does it make? Well, thank you, as always, Patrick. <laughs> I'll see you next week, Charles. Uh, talk to you soon, Patrick Brutus, the frustrated Democrat. Coming up, we have more of the craziness in the news. You're listening to the Liberty Hour on AM 560 VM. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. Charles Love here. I feel welcome. You should. And I do. And- yeah, welcome in. Everybody, come on in. Have a seat. We're going to do story time. We should just figure out something to hate each other about and argue for the remainder of the show. we got 25 minutes to kill. I'm sure I can come up. I, I might be able to do that right now. So we were talking about crazy news stories. And I'm things, so sick of your face, Charles. Things that are happening. You can't see my face. <laughs> and um, talking yeah. about uh, taxes and SCOTUS and all this. But the other thing that happened... In case anybody hasn't figured it out, we're making a little bit of fun of people who are just sort of manufactured outrage constantly. Nobody Which keeps is, nobody keeps that energy up like that. Just just be real. Just stop. I, I, and I promise you all, we did not manufacture this because I'm going to talk about outrage. You're like, how are you? You segued it so well as if during the break we're like, so say some crazy Am stuff I about lucky outrage. Or are you predictable? Touche. Oh. 
All right. See, now I'm getting upset. Maybe we know. What difference at this point does it make? Right. You love that Hillary Clinton. We'll recycle it. But recently, a few days ago, uh, you know, we, we're in these these hills, these up and downs of emotional roller coasters of of anger and stupidity, and seem to coincide quite a bit. <laughs> right, and in Kentucky. Everyone was all up in arms because the attorney general came out to speak about that woman in Louisville who was shot by the police and about how the grand jury decided not to indict the police officers for it. One of them being indicted, but for, you know, wanton endangerment for possibly, you know, risking the chance of shooting people in the other apartments rather than because one of his bullets went through a neighbor's house. Is that right? Yeah, it could have because he was just, you know, endangering people. But that's the only indictment. So the, the key, right. So the key takeaway was no one was indicted for the woman who got shot by the police who died. And I know people are probably like, what is he talking about? I know the story, but why does he keep saying the woman who was shot by the Louisville police? Because you all know if you listen weekly and I say it so often that I hate Black Lives Matter. And I got a a confession to make now. I've been saying it for the last few days. I'm owning it and I admit it. You hear people on the right often talking about TDS. Yeah. Trump derangement syndrome. I must be honest and admit that I have BLMDS. I do. It's part of the. Yeah, it's part. I can't. What I need to do is finish the book. It's part of this book process. <laughs> Dan to them have as as honestly, you know, put me on edge and driven me crazy. So I'm being honest about. It. I can't really control it. So I'm watching this come down, and listening to the reactions, and you know, athletes crying, and Kerry Washington making a big thing. I'm like, you're the same idiot. Shut up. You're the same idiot scared to go out the house. Did you see that? After the show Sunday, yeah. I was going home. I'm reading the news, and she's like, uh, I think I said to you. I was like, you see this? She's like, I'm I'm afraid to let my kids play the. You big dummy. Because because my kids might die, and I might die to play in the front yard. Idiot. And I'm supposed to listen to her? I can't even blame her for that, right? Because if if you indulge in just just certain sort of outlets, right, for your media, Mm -hmm. if you just go to a certain few outlets, then, yeah, you might be getting spoon-fed this, you know, this is deadly. It's like Ebola. Right. You know. And the when average you had, person. This whole thing started with like Chinese people being welded into their homes, you know. <laughs> so there is there was a certain amount of fear to be expected. But, but this is this is from someone who you know lives in her you know fancy home and gets driven everywhere. She still. I mean, come on. It's not like she's not leaving. I bet she went to the Grammys right. or whatever these people do. You're not afraid. Stop. But. I'm definitely whatever you can be afraid. Free country, but I'm not going to listen to your it's opinion. It's popular on, to be afraid, but I'm not going to listen to your opinion on the dead woman who got shot by the police in Louisville. Back to that though. So, so I'm listening to the responses, and then BLM is like, "Say her name," and Kamala Harris is like, "That's right, say her name." And I'm like, you know what? From this point on, I refuse to say her name. Fair enough. How about them apples? I will not say her name, BLM. I wonder Kamala if Harris. I um. If I used my wife as a human shield while shooting at the cops, if anybody would say my <laughs> wife's name. I'm just curious because that seems nice. to we be what know, happened here. We don't know if the woman who got killed by the Louisville police died because her boyfriend held, you know, hid behind her. We don't know. How could he hide behind her? She was in bed. Right. And they say it was, there was a no-knock warrant, but they're claiming they knocked. 
and we don't believe that they knocked. But I'm like, we we don't believe them. We don't trust them. They didn't knock. And I'm like, all right. But if they did knock, how did they end up in the hallway? To be fair, there's a lot of stories of police departments that go to the wrong door or the wrong apartment. But I'm saying, if I didn't knock, how did you end up on the other side of the door when I opened the door? Right. holding. You heard some noise. You heard us talking outside. Somebody had the phone ringing. You heard something because you were on the other side of the door. But anyway, the woman that got killed by the police in Louisville, uh, there were no indictments uh, brought down and people started uh, burning stuff down and shooting cops because that's what you do when people you don't know get indicted. So when Patrick and I were talking about he was talking about how I was just like on fire this week, it's because I, I, I lit into them because they were all like distraught over it. Like, yeah, we don't know what happened. I'm not saying the cops are wrong, but we should all be so bothered by this and this. I'm like, no, but they should be indicted for murder. (laughs) (laughs) No, they weren't saying that they should be indicted, but they say, let's indict him for murder just in case. (laughs) That's not how it works. (laughs) That is not what they were saying. What they were saying was regardless of what happened and whether they should be indicted or not, we should all be broken up about it. I'm like, no, I'm not. And no, I shouldn't. 7,000 people die every year. I'm broken up by about five of them. I don't know this woman. I'm not broken up about it. You're not going to force me to. Maybe one other. You know, maybe somebody you felt like you knew, but not some random woman who got shot. Chadwick Boseman. See, you didn't know him. You felt you felt bad about it. Never mind. But not the woman who got shot by the Louisville police. Coming up, I'm going to go back to education and tell you some strange things that's happening there. You are listening to the Liberty Hour on AM 560, The Answer. You're listening to the Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. Charles Love here. So, Macbeth, how is school going? Oh, well, I'm almost out of the second grade. Oh, with my kid. Yeah, uh, (laughs) she's doing actually reasonably well. Um, Mm -hmm. But even, you know, we, we, we... Pay a lot of attention to her during the day, and we've had a couple of little emails here and there of, oh well, you know, sometimes she takes a break, and sometimes she's she's gone for the second half of the call, and I just can't imagine being one of you know a lot of a lot of my work is at home, um, thankfully because it's the only thing that allows us to be even semi-functional with this, but uh, it's it's not this is not going to work for ninety percent of people. I'm in I'm in sort of a good I'm like close to the best case scenario where I'm home a lot during the day and mm-hmm. um, I still can't keep up with whatever happens to have to be done. And I'm pretty and, good with that stuff. So, And this is all remote, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. From what time to what time? Uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So it's, it's a normal school day. Okay, um, that's not bad. There's, there's quite a bit of time, but, but the little the bits between are the breaks, right? So you have five to ten minutes between classes. Mm. That's right. not a substitute for like a recess or a right. lunch period sitting there talking with your friends. There, there, there really isn't the same um, interaction on any level. Never well, I mind think I can make a, you feel a little bit better about it because New York gets an F minus so far. You know, you texted me a picture this week <laughs> and I'm not even sure what the hell I'm looking at. 
And you know, I just wanted that to know. To I wanted to know if that was school. So you, yeah, he said, so, "Is this school?" And appears to be a sign showing that that kids are going to be in school for. Oh, uh, they got We got to pay the picture for that. We got to pay the picture of this one. You're going to so have to I'm tweet leaving. this too. Yeah. So I, I will. So I'm I'm leaving to go. I think I was going to the store and I walked past it and I saw it and I was shocked. And I said, "When I come back the other way, I'm going to take a picture." And what it is is there is now this is preschool. For anybody just school. tuning in, Charles is in New York. That's where Charles was. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I know. I actually went there just to see the sign. Yes, it's It was great. so amazing. He went for a bagel. And uh, <laughs> the airline tickets Chicago, are so cheap with the COVID thing. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it came with a bagel. <laughs> so I walked past the preschool. It's preschool now, so it's not full day, but still, they normally go from eight to, to 8 to 3.30. But no, I'm talking about how long the day is. They normally yeah. go from 8 to, 8 to 3, 3.30, 3.15, it's I think. And so, they, because of COVID, you have to space people out. So it's smart. They tiered the starts. So some start at 9, right. and there are three different color teams. You stand over there, and then somebody starts at 9.05, and yep. somebody starts at 9.10. If you got early, you stay, you stay in your area. You don't. You wait until they all come in. Beautiful, right? Yeah. Could you read the people the end times for A, B, and C? So the 9 o'clock people, what time do they leave? Uh, I'm pulling it up now. So <laughs> I couldn't. I can't say this with a straight face. I, I, I really couldn't understand what I was looking at at no, first. No, you right? were looking at what you're looking at. Uh-huh. It, t- it took me a while to try to figure out what it was, right? But, but it appears to be these kids are leaving um, uh-huh. about 15 or 20 minutes after they show up. No, they get an hour now. It was nine. Oh, it was an hour? I'm, I'm looking for, you know what, it was an email. That's why I'm not saying Right. That. It's nine, they leave at 1030. Yes. 905, 1035, and nine, what, 910 at 1040. And and then it apparently is happy hour for the teachers, um, for the forty five minutes it takes. I'm the kids sure they to go only by. get fractional pay. Come on, let's not be silly. Oh yes, of course, as right. every union does. Right, right, um, right, right. There's undoubtedly fought for fractional prorated right. pay. So this is how bad mine has been. Remember when we started this stuff? I was like screaming about this every week, and had Paul Vallis on, and had all these people on school, and telling about why it's good, yeah. and talk about the uh, the uh, um, infection rate was so low for so many days, and they still went up in school. Yeah. Well, and talking about Chicago, New York was worse. You even said at least they told your kids right away. Well, they kept moving. They moved the start date twice. Correct. Then they moved the start date, and then they moved the the because we're still hybrid, so they moved the hybrid start. Well, can I just for a second though? Can I go back to the poster you sent me? Right? Okay. Because okay, as we have illustrated, cohort, the, the, cohort one and two, uh, cohort A, group yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> um, it literally says cohort A, yeah, because uh, they're really cohort. trying to make it sound official with it written sharpie on a piece of paper. Yep. So it you know the start times are nine nine oh five nine ten for those uh-huh. three groups. Yeah. Right. That's not very far apart. So if you're walking from a few blocks away, you <laughs> might get you there. That's why you stand in your color. They're you, also you, well, well, but you might get there five minutes early. Okay. But so it says on and the it, bottom. At the bottom it says. It do says not come <laughs> if you arrive early, please wait on fifty sixth and second until your designated time. So our solution to making sure that you don't all congregate in one place is making you congregate in one place. But a different place. Yay for logic. Well, no, what they're saying is if you're part of 9 o'clock and you're And they're going to teach your kids how to function. And no, what they're saying is if you're 9 o'clock and you're here, and then at 9 o'clock and 9.05 both meet at the same place. But if you come at 9 o'clock and you're at 9.05, you go around the corner and wait is what they're saying. Meathead. Yeah, I, I, it, yeah that is it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Hour and a half. But, but, but it's worse. They kept moving it. Then they, so we're still hybrid. So they moved and it finally started three times later. So school started this past Monday. Wow. Hybrid got pushed pushed again. It's supposed to be next week, but I just saw a news story. Stop! I just saw a news story that said that um, their uh, COVID rates are supposedly up in certain areas of the city. So who knows what will happen in a couple days? 
But even the school is nothing. He's going to school to like 1.15. They have a break every five minutes. And in class, they do nothing. So I'm monitoring the class. I'm sitting in there. And I'm like, what are they teaching? There's nothing going on. And then finally, they, they ask him to, to grade at the end. It's like, thumbs up if you like the class or if it was good or bad. Oh, geez. And myself was like, thumbs down. And, you know, my wife would typically be like, stop, that's rude. But I'm like, I'm a struggle. No. like, he's right. It's horrible. Yeah, I gave him an F. That's it's, consumer feedback is what that is. They're not teaching him anything. They're teaching him no. stuff he knew last year. It's Jeez. terrible. So, I, and he had a whole week of it. It was all a waste. And Friday, you'll love this. They had him practicing for in, in class um, learning by making them wear the mask in the house all day in front of the camera. I, oh, I couldn't do it. I had to leave. Really? Yeah. My kid so. would be outside playing, and I wouldn't stop her. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, coming up, we're going to talk about hypocrisy. You're listening to the Liberty Hour on AM 560, The Answer. I won't just turn the car around. I'm going to shut it off. I'm going to kick you out, and I'm going to make you walk home. There we go. Okay. Oh, did I'm, you lose me? Uh, you didn't think I was here? What did you no, think I was? No, but uh, I'm not sure what this thing is doing. So Here I be. I'm Liberty Hour. We're back. Figure it out. <laughs> we were going to play audio this segment. Yeah, because the only reason I'm the... worried about it. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're talking about hypocrisy. Everybody's saying the GOP. Let's go for it and just was, see if uh, it works. Yeah, that's anyway. So yeah. go on. <laughs> yeah, they were they were talking about uh, you. They were talking about uh, how the GOP and the SCOTUS pick, and they should hold the vote, the vote, and how they're being hypocritical from 2016. And then I found this little ditty. Oh, this is beautiful, isn't it? Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, this is so. Well, this good. is at the end. Oh, it's so good. End of the show, though. Well, we so. started the show talking. The American oh, people oh. deserve a fully staffed court of nine. Joe Biden. The president Joe Biden. nominates, and then the Senate advises Hillary. and consents or not, but they go forward with the process. What we're seeing here, and, and I hope this is temporary, is a disrespect for the Constitution. The Constitution is 100% clear. The president of the United States has the right to nominate someone to be a justice of the Supreme Court. Senate's function is to hold hearings and to vote. The blockade on filling a naturally occurring vacancy, in my view, is harmful to the independence of the Article Three branch. You cannot keep a seat on the Supreme Court, which represents all of it. You cannot keep it vacant against the Constitution. Do pretty much everything they can to avoid acknowledging the legitimacy of our democratically elected president. The American people expect the president's nominee to be given a fair hearing and a timely vote in the Senate. Every day that goes by without a ninth justice is another day the American people's business is not getting done. I say to you, do your job. Vote for a Supreme Court nominee. Instead of just saying the blanket rule is no matter who you are, no matter what your qualifications, because you were sent by this president, we will create a unique rule for you and refuse to entertain you. One of the most important um, consequences of who is president of the United States is who sits on the United States Supreme Court. If you want to stop extremism in your party, You can start by showing the American people that you respect the President of the United States and the Constitution. The American people deserve a fully staffed court of nine. (laughs) 
Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, the whole uh, crew, uh, in there. Jackie Mason. I mean, Bernie Sanders, Jackie Tim Kaine, Pat, Pat Leahy, Elizabeth Warren, yeah. Chuck Schumer, the new VP. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Kamala Harris, everybody, all of them. I did notice that uh, Kamala Harris was not uh, explicitly saying that, that she was just pointing out something about the Constitution. But right, they, right, right. they did but, need to get her in there. Yeah, yeah. But, they, but that was what a good a one. great then. cut. Yeah, it's that they're all string words. music was a little too slow. If you respect this president, if you respect the country, you have to allow this president. Do not attack this president. That's the best part. They didn't even say. Oh yeah, the you, president they were talking about. You, and yeah, and and especially biting are the parts where uh, they say something like, "Just because it's this president, you're you're applying right, a different right. standard." Right. Project right. much. Yeah, and the and the American people, the American people deserve. You got to just leave that spot open. Oh yeah. We need what, are nine. You crazy. The system works again. Oh, hey, yeah. we're back just in time to say goodbye. <laughs> just, I believe. <laughs> well, thank you again. I mean, it wouldn't be a great Sunday without having a little bit of a glitch. But uh, me, I'm the glitch. Well, get some sleep. Be yes. nicer next week. You're listening to the Liberty Hour on AM560, the answer. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. 